Slaps Extended. Uh, okay, we're joined on the Slaps podcast now by, um, well, it's kind of a, a home build theme to this edition and a man who's uh, certainly done a bit of home building and then tested his aircraft to the extreme by flying around the world. Uh, we're joined by Manuel Queiros now. I've said that right, haven't I? You have indeed, absolutely oh. spot on. Where are you from, Manuel? I was born in Lisbon. In Portugal. Indeed. Okay. So you're not just putting that accent on, it is genuine. It is genuine, yes. It <laughs> hasn't washed off yet. <laughs> How long have you been over here for? Oh, only 41 years. Oh, okay. Only the 41 years. It'll go soon. I'm sure that accent will fade <laughs> it very, will, very uh, quickly. A few more months, uh, that'll be right. <laughs> so um, it's an amazing story. And you've, you've just published a book about it as well, Chasing the Morning Sun, which we'll come to in a minute. So you learned to fly back in 1990, and um, you, you, you've gone on this amazing journey around the world. What, what made you want to do that? Well, that was the ultimate... Uh, cross-country flight that you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Cross it, lots it, of countries. It's, it's as simple as that, yeah. Uh, one of my very first flights, once I had a license, was to go to the Isle of Wight, which implies crossing a little bit of sea, but it's sea nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. And Wear your life jacket, whatever you do, you know. Um, well, that occasion I sort of... Uh, you took a chance. <laughs> don't tell the CAA. <laughs> but we don't, mm. of course. Anyway, so I went to the Isle of Wight, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant to go from one bit of land to another bit of land without stopping in the middle. And then there was France, was a bit further on, and so on. And because I am given to stupid exaggerations, I thought that I wanted the ultimate cross-country flight. And the ultimate cross-country flight is to go right around the world. Uh, and that's as far as you can go without repeating yourself. Did you... Um when you had the idea, did you then tell some friends to sort of make, make it real, to make you kind of go through with it? Because, I mean, I have loads of daft ideas and you never act on them. But if you, if, you, if you tell people, then you have to do it, don't you? I told myself. Oh. <laughs> uh, because I'm also per- daft enough to, to, to <laughs> just listen to it. And, uh, Who was the first other person you told then? Uh, eventually my wife. And what did she think? Eventually. Um, <laughs> She got around to accept it. <laughs> Wasn't, was, was it? I just wonder, Was it um, an idea that came to you? And you thought, you know, you, you didn't dismiss it. Did you just think, I can, I can do this. I can fly around the world. Or did you, or did it just come to you and thought, nah, I can't do that. No chance. Uh, it, it, it was a big challenge, and of course, uh, when I first looked at it, I knew it was a big challenge. I just didn't realize just how big it was going to be once I started working on it. And it, it uh, sort of from huge, it uh, got enormous and bigger you, and bigger. You did this back in, when was it, 2006? Six. Yeah. So um, y- y- how long did it take you from the initial idea to actually setting off? The, the initial idea it was, um, I think, 1999. Um, that's when I actually sort of declared that I was going to do it. Um, mainly because I was full of bravado and trying to outdo other people <laughs> on plans for city adventures. Um, eventually, I bought the aero, this aeroplane that I wanted to do in 2002, the end of 2002, um, and that's when it really started the real work of nuts and bolts and bureaucracy and uh, paperwork and so on. And it was uh, an RV6, wasn't an it? An RV6, a Vange RV6. Which you bought in and then you presumably did a lot of modification to it because that couldn't fly around the world in its, in its normal state, could it? Uh, it wouldn't have the range that I needed. Yeah. Uh, so I needed to increase the range, but also I had to make it as perfect as possible. And it had a few faults that uh, were a bit hair-raising. Hang yes. on, a few faults? What, <laughs> what were these? Because normally faults in an aircraft you don't find until you're in the air. 
Well, as long as you find it in the air and stay there, it's not so bad. It's I easy. suppose so, yes. You drop out of it, <laughs> yeah. that's the problem. That's not yeah. so clever, is it? What were these faults? Tell me, I'm interested. The, well, the, the worst fault uh, was uh, a wing that was twisted. A wing that was twisted, a twisted right? wing? Okay, yeah. How did you yes. find, how did you discover that then? Well, initially, by flying, it had a horrendous stall, and it just flicked back on on its back. Uh, as and it and that happened to you? Uh, well, every time it stalled, yeah. You had a wing drop and it went like... Yeah, right round, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a fault. Which uh, wing, a, wing in op. <laughs> attention, attention grabbing. I'm yeah. sure it is, yes. Um, and I asked a few people about this thing and they said, oh, yes, it can have a bit of a stall, but... A uh, bit of I, a stall. I, and I thought a bit of a stall was probably sort of... Yeah. A, a so how, of how do you sort out a twisted wing? Is that a big job? Uh, yes, it was. E- eventually, I actually discovered it when I was re-rigging the whole thing, and I discovered, actually measured it, and um, it was a very big job. Yeah, I had to to build another one. Does uh, does the stall warner in a plane that does that sound like this? Ah! <laughs> That's the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, obviously, the range is an issue, isn't it? I mean, so because I've seen the pictures in your book, and it looks to me that basically there's the pilot seat, and then there's where the other seat would be is just a whacking great tank. Is that is that how it is? Two tanks, actually. Two yeah. tanks. <laughs> uh, yes, I suppose it is, yeah. Uh, I was sharing the cockpit with uh, 240 metres of above gas. Nice. That's, that's going to make you have gentle landings, isn't it, really? Yeah. You don't smoke, um, do you? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't smoke, no. Um, Good. Although, you know, you are very aware that 240 metres of our gas could create a big bonfire, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you set off. You left from Gloucester, didn't you? That's where, you, that's where yeah. you fly from. Um, so, I mean, I, do, I don't know the route. I mean, how, how does one go around the world in a relatively small plane? Because, you, know, I mean, you know, OK, hopping over to Europe's OK, and then you can go across land for that bit. But then, and it's actually, you can sort of go around the world. It's just the Atlantic that's the big bit, isn't it? That's the huge, scary bit of water. Uh, it's scary from, from, uh, from uh, the, a British sort of perspective. Uh, however, there's much bigger ocean to cross. And actually, the Atlantic was the smallest of, uh, really? of the oceans. Indeed, yeah, it was actually it was the third. Actually, uh, the the biggest by far is Pacific. Uh, the Pacific is huge. The Pacific, if you look at a globe from uh, the other end of the world, it's all blue, and uh, if you and all you can see is a little bits of land on sides. To put it into perspective, the, the Pacific is bigger than all the land masses put together. Wow. Even if you count Australia twice, really? Wow, Australia being that little. So, island, so how do you cross an enormous body of water? I mean, I guess you, what, you, you have to find islands that you can. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Island hopping, but but still big hops. But very, will, very, will, very will, big will, hops. will will these islands have fuel on them? What do you do with this? Um, some of them did, some of them didn't, uh, and uh, the one that didn't, I had to place fuel there by ship. You had to get no, actually the fuel taken yeah, in. I had to, to get the fuel taken in, yeah. And that's a flight plan and a half, isn't it, really? I mean, that's the, how, how, much, how much flight planning did it take? I mean, how many, I mean, the, I was say, how many hours, how many years did it take to plan it? In, in the just, whole thing, I suppose, took best part of four years, yeah. All, all told, yeah. And it, it was a lot of work in many directions. And how do you even go about time. planning it? Where do you start? Where's the, what, what's the starting thing? What's the first thing you have to do? The weather, I guess, isn't it? Work out even what time of year to go. Yes, indeed. Yes, uh, the weather is a big, big, big uh, factor, of course, because uh, as you're going round and uh, both in latitude and longitude, you, you come across many, many different things. And the weather was a huge, huge planning exercise. 
So what was the uh, best time of year to do it then? The best time of the year, I st- it was to me then, and I still think it is, uh, when I did it sort of um, late winter. Late winter, okay. Now, when you fly to some countries, are, the, are there some that just won't let you enter their airspace, or are there some that you have to seek special permission from first? How does, how does it work? Um, it, it can be uh, tricky, yes. Um, there are some countries that uh, are renowned to, to give a bit of to, uh, a lot of trouble. Um, the two that always comes to come to mind are Russia mm-hmm. and China. Uh, J- Japan is not over friendly for for general aviation either, but uh, Russia particularly can create huge problems, particularly on the Far East, where people see Westerners sometimes, or they say, I, I, I don't know, I've been haven't been there. But they say that they see Westerns as cash on legs, so, so to, to be sort of milked as well as possible. But did you, were you okay? Did you fly through their airspace or did you go No, I didn't. It? No, uh, th- that was part of my strategy, was to go as, to as few countries as possible. So most of my flight was over water. Oh, so a lot of the flight was over water. What was the rough route then? Just, just give us a few places. The on rough route was to go to southern Europe, uh-huh. touching Africa, uh, Middle East to Sri Lanka, across the um, Indian Ocean to Malaysia, Philippines, island hop across the Pacific, which is sort of uh, big hops, hmm. um, Guam, uh, Bonriki, uh, Hawaii, California, across the States, and then across... Uh, and back home. Uh, across the Atlantic, and that's it. Was there a country that was particularly friendly? I'm, I'm guessing, having heard you just say it, the States, but was there a country that was particularly friendly to what you were doing? Uh, yes, the United States, people in, in the United States, they were absolutely fantastic. Well, they get uh, GA over but there as yeah, well, they're a very they? GA-friendly country, aren't they, as well, the, the They are. The people are. And when I, I, I'm sort of emphasizing the people as opposed to the bureaucracy. Oh, OK. Uh, okay right. <laughs> so how long did it take? How long was the, the, the whole round-the-world trip? I mean, you've just got back, have you? It's 2011 now, 2006. <laughs> not bad. It was a little bit shorter than that, actually, just. It was 39 days. 39, 39 days? Indeed, yeah. That's yeah. incredible. It takes us longer than that to get a podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. <clears throat> so, uh, is that a record? Because uh, you've set, some, actually, you've set yeah, some records, yeah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that, that is uh, the British record for up to a thousand kilograms takeoff weight. Yeah. So how many records? Because you set several, didn't you, on this trip? What records do you currently hold? I hold, I think, seven uh, world records. All right, showing off now. And, uh, <laughs> what are they? That British one. Um, I think I remember them, but I'm not too sure. He's forgotten actually. them. He's got that many. He's forgotten. Uh, it's. Uh, I had. I had a choice actually, the, because um, the problem with world records is that actually to to claim them they cost quite a lot of money, and uh, I was in uh, in danger of actually having to pay more for my for the paperwork of the records, and I had paid for the fuel, <laughs> which which is a bit silly, really. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so one of them was to Malta. It was my first leg was from here to Malta, which was eight seconds short of eight hours. Uh, it's pretty good going, isn't it? It's about it's 150 knots. Yeah, that's that's pretty good going. Now you went to 27,056 miles. Uh, yeah, is that correct? And I'm, tr- I'm trying to work out. I've got my whiz wheel somewhere. How much fuel? Do you, <laughs> how much fuel do you use to do this? A lot. <laughs> how much did it cost? Do you, can you remember? 
Um, yes, that's a good one. Um, believe it or not, and I know it is hard to believe, but I never added it up. Really? Um, mainly because I didn't want to upset myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is absolutely true. <laughs> uh, and did you get sponsorship? Were you sponsored? I had a little sponsorship, yes. There were some very generous people that sponsored me. There were a few companies that sponsored me. And that took took some of the pain out of it, but uh, there was only a small fraction of the overall thing. And you did it for charity, didn't you? It was for uh, it was for cancer charity. It was right? trying to to raise uh, both money and uh, awareness for cancer research. Because that wasn't that what prompted you to do this whole escapade? Didn't you? You had a cancer scare. Uh, it, 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 it sort of it wasn't so much prompted me, but actually made me review priorities. Hmm. Um, because once you have um, uh, an experience like that, having cancer, uh, you sort of look at life differently. The the little whiz wheel of the hamster all of a sudden loses its appeal and you actually can step out of it and, and have a look and see what you really want of life. Well, it's, a, it's a certainly a good adventure to go on, isn't it? Do you, I mean, did, was it what you thought it was going to be? Did it, you know, obviously... I have an idea of what it must be like to fly around the world, but, I mean, you've actually done it. Is, was it different to what you thought it was going to be like? Yeah, it was better. <laughs> Would you recommend anybody else to try it, following your, in your uh, well, I was going to say footsteps, but it's not really footsteps, is it? Following your wing wake. Uh, if that's what does it for you, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, because it, it is an amazing experience at, at all levels, physical and even spiritual. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> did it? Was it scary? I mean, there must have been some scary moments. Yeah, was oh, there yeah. a point when you thought, "Why am I doing this?" Um, funnily enough, uh, the scariest part was on the ground. Really? Uh, it was the anticipation, the anxiety of anticipation, uh, mainly sort of for the longest leg. Uh, the, long, the longest leg was going to be about two and a half thousand miles hmm. uh, all over sea. That must, that must, I'm trying to work out how many hours, how long was that in terms of time? I was calculating as a 17 hours. So I was going to say about And what, ra- what did you say the range was? 2,700? Um, yeah, I got to go on for 3,000, yeah. So there's, so there's not much room for, for error there, is there? You've got, there to, was, find, you've got to find your island quite quickly. That was in quite the back of my mind, yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever struggle to do that? Did you, did you struggle finding small islands? No, I didn't. Um, no. Uh, GPS, presumably. Uh, GPS, you didn't have your stopwatch on the yeah, go, yeah. no. no. <laughs> um, although I was very aware, particularly with one particular island, that uh, there was no other means of finding it, that if the GPS decided to pack up on me, for whatever reason, it could have been embarrassing. Embarrassing, terrifying. Mm. That as well. Your logbook must look fantastic. <laughs> yes. It, it was quite good, actually. Yeah, I've got one of those little logbooks that's 13 entries a page. And uh, in that first page of that journey, I think I, 108 hours in one page. It's quite good. <laughs> so now you've done, you've done this the once. Would you turn around and go back the other way? It has crossed my mind. <laughs> uh, I, I won't be doing it. Um, uh, I did think about it. I had a plan. I got as far as actually sort of plotting the whole thing. Then uh, I realized just uh, how much anxiety I had uh, inflicted on my wife. <laughs> yes. And uh, that wouldn't be fair. So, how, did, how did she feel when you did it? Was she, was she okay with you doing it or was she very worried for you? Um, I wasn't here. <laughs> I was flying. <laughs> Uh, but uh, once, uh, in fact, she read the book as a book, uh, 
she realized, uh, well, she made her, her relieve the, the anxiety, and that's what made me decide that uh, I wouldn't be doing it again. So is, what are you going to do next? Is that, do you have any plans for anything? Because everything, must, everything open, must be a bit boring after that. Well, there is that element, yes, but I'm open to suggestions. You are a great adventurer, and, you know, when you, when you hear of people, Bert Rutan, for instance, or Richard Branson, you know, you're in the league with those, with those individuals. Does that make you feel like you've achieved something really special? Uh, I, I am sort of pleased uh, of having done it, uh, because um, that's one thing I wanted to do, uh, to say that uh, I am proud or anything. No, I'm not. I'm just pleased. And, and how many other people have done it? Because you, you're in a fairly elite club, I'd guess. It's quite good, actually, yeah. Um, the, the number of pilots that have gone round the world solo in a single-engine aircraft uh, were then 60, so there's a few more now. OK. And if, if anyone's listening to this thinking, yeah, I'd like to have a go at that, have you got any words of wisdom for them? Um, go for it, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I am sort of always quite open to, to advise people on uh, the various things that they need to, and I have done so in several occasions. Yeah, and it was a good sure. choice of aircraft? The, the RV-6 was a, was a good, it was good, a good yeah. thing it, to do it? It was very good, yeah. yeah. Once you sorted the twisted wing out, obviously. Uh, once it was sorted out, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you, now, the book you've written, I mean, if, if people want to read this, and it is a cracking book, it's um, Chasing the Morning Sun, which is a, a great name. What, what, why did you decide to call it that? Um, a friend of mine actually sort of came up both with the title and the logo because the logo sort of expresses the the title. And uh, the, that's two things. One was I was going east, so it's the morning sun, ah, the yes. rising sun, uh, and gives that uh, picture uh, of going into the sun, to the new sun. There was also the thing about the cancer thing that um, it was trying to go to a new era where cancer can be controlled better than it is now and uh, not um, create so much havoc with so many people. And we ought to spell your name in case people try to search for it on the internet because it's not the most obvious thing to, to spell, is it, being, being Portuguese. Obvious, There's no. Manuel, as in, well, Manuel. And then uh, Kairos, Q-U-E-I-R-O-Z, or Elliot will do it phonetically for us. Oh, here we go then. Uh, Quebec, Uniform, Echo, India, uh, Romeo, Oscar, Zulu. Well done, Elliot. Thank well you done. very much. Thank hey. you. <laughs> Still got the skills. Thank you ever so much for coming in. No, thank you. And, My pleasure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if uh, if people would like to read it, it's called Chasing the Morning Sun uh, by Manuel Kairos, a great adventurer, one of only a few people who've ever done it. And uh, no, it's it's uh, it's very good. Thanks for joining us on the Flaps Podcast. Thank you. Flaps Podcast is an award-winning aviation show. To find it online, go to flapspodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>